From the Shepherd House International in Georgetown, Guyana, Bishop Victor Connors Asabre, anointed by God, will inspire you with rare and down-to-earth but provoking teachings from the Word of God to love the Lord deeply and to devote yourself to His work. Discover how God can change your life and ministry forever. Now, here is Bishop Collins. You have dealt with us well. Thank you for the opportunity to be back. Those that have been faithful and are still around, I thank you for your word. It's three nights. I know you're going to do something amazing in our lives. I pray, Lord, you minister to us, you affect our lives, and that you will not allow us to leave this convention the same as we attended. Let this year be set in place by this Proton Convention. This I ask in the name of your precious son, Jesus Christ. And somebody said, Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated, please, in the presence of the Lord. Well, it's, it's um, like I said, it's a pleasure, honor to be here. I see a lot of old faces. <laughs> it's, good. it's good to see old faces. And it's good to see new faces as well, isn't it? It's beautiful. The old faces means that uh, people are around. And people are still um, committed to uh, what we um, began here many years ago. Um, we started this work here 17 years ago, almost 17 years ago. In um, August of 2005, we started. And it's been a journey. Somebody said a journey. <laughs> it's been a journey. It's been um, an exciting uh, encounter and adventure. Is it Nikita or Nikisha? Nikita, it's good to see you. It's been an adventure. A lot of things have biblically unraveled in, in the ministry, and we give God the glory for keeping us until this time. Hey, what's his name again? Daniel, wow, it's good to see you. Nice. The old faces are here. The old faces like Georgetown, which is okay. <laughs> I see Malaika. Where's your red bag? <laughs> wonderful. But it's good to be here. I, I pray that these three nights we're going to have a wonderful, wonderful time. Amen. I, I want to um, try and um, speak to you about the presence of God. The presence of God. Alright? The presence of God. I want to go to Exodus. I'll come to Genesis, but let's, let's start from Exodus. Exodus chapter 33 and verse 12. Exodus chapter 33 and verse 12. The students, I hope you are passing your test and your exams. I see all the students here. They are not sleeping. You're not doing revision. If you go to Miss Harry's school, I hope you pass her social studies. <laughs> Home economics. <laughs> Wonderful. It's beautiful. Exodus. Chapter 33. Is that Jesse? Beautiful. Here, I can't miss you, crowd. It's not somewhere that you can sit very far. And I can't see you. Here, I can't see your face far. Amen. Exodus chapter 33, verse 12. And Moses said unto 
the Lord. See, thou sayest unto me, bring me up uh, these people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Bring me up these people. Can you do New Living Translation? Maybe it's better. Who's driving? Tifa? Hey, Basman, you're here too. <laughs> I see. <laughs> All right. One day, Moses said to the Lord, you have been telling me, take these people up to the promised land, but you haven't told me whom you will send with me. You have told me I know you by name and I look favorably on you. Verse 13, he says that. If it is true that you look favorably on me, let me know your ways so I may understand you more fully and continue to enjoy your favor. I mean, this is, this is a place where I want every Christian to pay attention to what we're reading. Because we all find ourselves in this place where God loves us and he has called us and he has chosen us. God loved Moses even when he was a little boy. Um, he was supposed to be killed, but he was saved. And so he found himself in Pharaoh's palace and he grew up as the next in line to be a pharaoh, to be a king. And then circumstances, uh, um, it, it, it came to pass that he had to um, leave Egypt for 40 years, came back to meet his brother, I think it's Ramses, and then told him that the Lord God of Israel has told him to uh, let his people go and that he should give him just the Israelites and that he's going to go with them to uh, worship and serve the Lord. And he, had on, he was on this journey for about 33 uh, chapters. And he's saying here that if it is true, you know, God told him that he would be with him, this task, this challenge, this project, this assignment, I'm going to be with you, I'm going to deal favorably with you. How many believe that God loves you? You believe it? The good. So, Moses said, if you love me, and if you say that you're going to deal, look favorably on me, let me know your ways. Many, 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 many Christians don't know the ways of the Lord. It's true. So Moses said, you know what? If you really, really love me, and you say that you are going to be favorable unto me, you love me, you called me, you chose me, I'm the apple of your eye, then he says that, let me know your ways so I may understand you more fully and continue to enjoy your favor. Because if you don't, it means that if you don't understand God, if you don't understand God fully, you will not be able to enjoy his favor. And that's why many people are lost in Christianity. They are not able to enjoy God's favor. They are doing things by themselves. They are forcing to live life. They are forcing to make ends meet. They are forcing to do things for themselves because they don't know God and that they are not enjoying the favor of God. And he says, and remember that this nation is your own, your, your, your very own people. These people that you said I should take with me and, and take to a promised land, these are your own people. 14, he goes on to say that. 
the Lord replied, I will personally go with you. Moses, I will personally go with you. The King James says, and he said, my presence shall go with thee. My presence. So God says here that I will go with you. Moses is asking, Charlie, this journey that I'm going on, you, you have to send somebody to go with me. I, I, need, I need something with me that will assure me that yes, you are with me. Then God says that I will go personally with you. The New Living Translation says it's very, very nice. He says, I will go personally with you. The Lord replied, I will personally go with you, Moses. I will give you rest. Everything will be fine for you. <laughs> Verse 15. If you can give me 14 and 15 together. If you do that in Georgetown also. <laughs> 14 and 15. It says, uh, Then said Moses, or then Moses said, If you don't personally go with us, don't make us leave this place. So, I want us to talk about that personal presence, that, that, that personal company that God promised Moses. I said that. That personal promise. God said that, I, if you want somebody to go with you, don't worry. Me, myself, God, I will go with you. I will go with you. The Moses said that. Make sure that you go with me because if you don't go with me, then don't, don't, don't let us leave. In other words, the Bible says God is a spirit. Shunammite. God is a spirit. Now, how do you know that God is personally with you? Because many people don't believe that God is with them. Especially when you go through challenges and, and difficulties. <laughs> so, so that is what we want to look at. That when God said, I will personally go with you. The question I want all of us to ask ourselves this year, 2022, and even during the convention is that, is God with me? Do I know God's presence? If God is with me, Rhonda. Do I know it? Do I understand it? Do I have knowledge about the presence of God? You see, and it's like living in a house with a father. And God is our father. Because he's a spirit, you have to be able to understand. That there, there are some elements that I'm going to take you through that should guarantee the presence of God in your life. Are you with me? Let's look at another scripture. Psalm 139 and verse 7. The presence of God. You need it. I need it. We need it. It is that presence that will not make you Afraid of anything. David said that, Yet though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art 
How do you do? That is how many people like to have physical evidences. You go and see an OBA woman and she gives you something to hold on to. So that wherever you go, you know that your God is with you. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I want to carry my God because it is more comfortable and it's, and it's more reassuring that I have the thing physically with me. But this God that we have, he can't turn into a small rabbit and follow you. <laughs> he can't turn into a small rat and follow you. He can't turn into a small necklace or a ring. Because sometimes some people walk with rings. And the ring is what actually gives them, you say, oh, oh what? Uh, um, if, if, if the ring uh, gets hot and it, it, it hits your hand, it means that something bad is around you. Even guys, we say, we say that when your eye, your left eye or something, it means there's something around. <laughs> it twitches. How many times? <laughs> well, two times, ah, that something is around. Melissa Austin. Left eye jumping. But how can you, how do you know that God is with you? If your left eye is jumping and it means something, how can you know that the personality of God, like he promised Moses, is with you? Is it the right eye rather jumping? Or the right leg jumping? Right hand? Because we, 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 we always want to be assured of certain things. Once it is supernatural, we get so lost that we try to find means and ways to, to, to understand the, the presence of the supernatural in our lives. But God is a father and God is our father. So it is very, very important that we understand how our father is with us in our homes, when we are going to school, when we go to work, whatever we do, there should be something that should assure us that our father is with us. His presence is with us. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. He's here. And, and if you know he's here, you know it by some things that I'm going to teach you these three nights. Are you with me? Wow. Okay. You can clap. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so in Genesis chapter 3, verse 1, let's read from the bad devil first. Genesis chapter 3. Now see. <laughs> verse 1. <laughs> wow. Hey, good is there. Jack Ma, you gotta behave yourself, right? Good is there. <laughs> <laughs> but man is here. <laughs> the serpent was the shrewdest. Do we understand what shrewdest means? I need new living translation right here. <laughs> Mr. Christian. How you do? Where's your brother? He's at home. Okay. <laughs> the serpent was the shrewdest. Yeah, okay, that's the New Living Translation. Yeah, okay. Of all the wild animals the Lord God had made, one day he asked the woman. The woman, they get questions, though. Yeah, women get a lot of questions in their head. 
Mrs. Black. <laughs> they get a lot of questions. One day, he asked the woman, did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Do you see the question he's asking the woman? He's, he's creating doubt. Yeah, he's creating doubt in the woman. Yesterday, I was sharing with some people uh, after service about Mikhail. When Mikhail spoke about David when he was dancing. Don't worry, she. <laughs> she was more concerned about the girls who were watching David. She said it. It wasn't that David was misbehaving. It was because of the girls who were around. <laughs> it's right there. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. Sometimes when wife is saying something, it's some woman. That's why she say what she's saying. <laughs> There's some doubt. The devil is crazy. He said, said, did God really? Are you sure you are the only one? Are you sure? Are you sure you are complete? Are you sure that there's no doubt in your life? I don't know how many women will say, oh, I'm pretty sure. I'm positive. I'm I'm 125% positive. I don't know how many. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't come, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Small noise. You see how you, ra- you, you rise up. <laughs> Become like a mad woman. I tell you. I tell you. Somebody was telling her husband in church the other day that I see you talking to this girl. Two Sundays I've seen you talk to this girl. Something going on. <laughs> Something going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> two Sundays, just two Sundays. Two uh, two, just two Sundays. The wife said something ain't right. <laughs> just two Sundays. Yeah. Yeah. The devil was asking her whether she is sure if she's comfortable in her shoes. Yeah. Ask the nearest woman, are you comfortable in your shoes? <laughs> the devil knows what type of questions to ask. Yeah. And this is a woman who, when she appeared on the scene, the man said, this is now the bone of my bones and the flesh of my flesh. I mean, it's like, she's so complete. That the devil can come and still question her completeness and still have something on her. Isn't that fantastic? Ladies, are you there? I'm talking to you. You have to be strong and be comfortable in your shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be moved by what you see or what you hear. You must be comfortable in your shoes. You have shoes? You have shoes? (laughs) You <laughs> should be comfortable with yourself. Otherwise, you become a mad woman. Yeah. Only two Sundays, somebody's become a mad woman. <laughs> Count it. <laughs> yeah. 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 You'll be watching the third Sunday. 
So you don't even want to go to church because you don't, you don't want a situation where... Because, you see, the, 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 <laughs> Tasha, the, the, the beauty of the thing is that the person that this woman is talking about, she doesn't know anything. She doesn't know what is going on. So the next Sunday, she'll come and say, oh, hi again. Problems. <laughs> One day he asked the woman, why not, why not the man? He asked the woman, did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Did God say that these things that are around, that you shouldn't notice them? That you should ignore all these features, or you should ignore all these things? How can God tell you you should ignore everything around here? That's a tree that you shouldn't ignore. Have you not seen the tree that you, 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 Adam says you should pass it all the time? Why should you pass it all the time? Make problems with it. Challenge it. Fight it. Be crazy about it. There's two. Let me go quickly. <laughs> Before I turn the presence of God into woman and man. <laughs> it's always a good topic to talk about. Of course, we may eat uh, uh, fruit from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. And then he says, oh, it's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it. God is cheating you. The man thinks you stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Must speak, must talk, must check yourself. He's he taking you for granted. Do something. Do something. Shake yourself. Become a mad woman. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. All along, you, you have carried yourself along very, very nicely. All of a sudden, the devil wants you to become like a mad woman. And you agree to become a mad woman too. <laughs> God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it. And you'll be like God, knowing both good and evil. Where's Rebecca? She here. Rebecca is someone. Okay, hi, Rebecca. <laughs> okay, verse 6. The scriptures, the woman was convinced. The woman was convinced that something wrong. <laughs> yeah, something wrong. <laughs> no matter how old you are as a woman. <laughs> hey, Mrs. Nelson, I tell you, no matter how old you are as a woman, I tell you, the woman was convinced. Yeah, you'll be affected. You're affectable. <laughs> yeah. She saw that the tree was beautiful. Yeah. The circumstances around you can't just ignore. And its fruit looked delicious. And she wanted the wisdom it would give her. I want to know. Let me go to his phone. Let me open his phone and look for things. <laughs> yeah, me and he, we're going to die right here in this house. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, she wanted the wisdom to give it. She wanted the what the information that would come to her head. Yeah, today be today. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it too. 
at that moment, their eyes were open and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. Verse 8. When the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid, them. They hid from the Lord God among the trees. King James. Eight. And they heard the voice of the Lord they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. There are three elements that makes up the presence of God. A person's presence has three elements. We look at one every night. Or I'll mention all three and then we're going to them properly. Look at the verse. The Bible says, and they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden. Remember, they heard. They didn't see him. They heard. They heard. They heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence. Of the Lord. So, without even seeing him, he was there. So, we have not seen him, but he's here. The first element of the presence of God is what we call the aura. Aura. A-U-R-A. Aura. 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 A-U-R-A. It's even a medical term as well. The dictionary.com says that aura, A-U-R-A, is a distinctive and pervasive quality or character. I like the second one. The second one is better. He says, a subtly pervasive atmosphere seen as emanating from a person. I don't know if I can type that or can show that if you have dictionary.com. A subtly pervasive atmosphere seen as emanating from a person. Aura. You see, for those of you who have fathers, Adam, if that is home and he's in his room and you have not seen him, you know he's there. You don't open the fridge just as anyhow you want to open the fridge. <laughs> Isn't it? You come and you ask us that, Where's daddy? Daddy's in this room. As much as you don't even hear his voice or see him, there is a presence. 
That, that, that's what I'm talking about. That's what we call an aura. It's like how things happen. You see, my skin crawl. You, 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 you smell. You become aware of a presence. It can be so thick. It can be so deep. That you know that there's something here. That's called aura. Aura. A suddenly, a subtly, subtly, sub, subtly. If it's subtly. You don't pronounce it like that, but let me pronounce Subtly. Subtly, because the B is silent. A subtly, subtly, pervasive atmosphere. So, so for example, if you watch Benihin Crusades, you don't see God. But, oh, <laughs> you, have, you, you, will, you will do things that suggest that there is the presence of God. There's a personality around when you have not even seen him. If you ask the wives, they will tell you something. Most wives are happy when their husbands are home. Even if they are not talking, it's okay. <laughs> she said, right? <laughs> you can be your, you can be, you can, I, I know it. You can be in the house. <laughs> Quiet in your room, in your study. You don't talk to anybody, you are there. And they are happy. Even though you are not talking to them, they have not even seen you. They even know whether you are. You can be sleeping. They are, they are okay. The moment you walk out of the house, then you see that the people's face change. <laughs> Where are you going? When are you coming back? But when you are there, and even you are not saying anything, you are not washing, you are not cooking, you are not helping, you are not sweeping, you are not doing anything, you are just in the house, lying on the bed, sleeping or something. There's, there's a certain comfort. <laughs> Mrs. Harris Sr. Yeah. There's a certain assurance, oh, he's around. It is a, a subtle, it's a very quiet, almost like unknowing, on. on, on unexpected or undetected but it is pervasive it, it pervades, it's something that it, it breaks through the atmosphere pervasive atmosphere seen as emanating from a person so the person is there and, 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 and as much as the person is not doing anything or saying anything, you feel that the person is there You see, God, God wants to take us into an era where he can have a, a good relationship with us. He, he, wants, to, he wants to have that. I, I owe this a group of you here a meeting. A few of you here that I need to meet you. Yeah, because God wants to move away from where we are not sure that daddy is at home. That we feel like we are, we are fatherless. That's one of the most important reasons why Jesus came to die was so that God will have access to everybody at the same time everywhere. That's why when Jesus died on the cross, the Bible says the torn, the, the, the veil that divided the holies, holies of holies from the holy place, it, it, it torn into two. Because from that moment onwards, God said, you know what? Everybody is included. But what we are doing and what is happening now is that we don't see the reality. We don't experience the reality of the presence of God with us. 
And when God is there, you don't even see it. I had a meeting on Friday in, in Samaria. And after the meeting, the Lord spoke to me. It's very interesting how he chooses to speak. Yeah, okay. That's why you should put some chocolate inside so I can go for the chocolate. <laughs> I busted and take the chocolate. <laughs> The Lord spoke to me after the meeting and he said two people should have been in the meeting but they are not here. And he mentioned the names to me. So after the, after the encounter, I messaged the people and I said, why didn't you come? Is it true that you are supposed to come? You all to confirm that they had the, the they had a certain inclination that there was something about you should go that they ignored. That is what makes us so poor and so, I mean, we, 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 our lives are victoryless as Christians. Because just as Moses said that, I can't move without you, knowing that the presence is what actually makes the difference in everything. We are okay without the presence. We ignore it. In fact, he, 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 he mentioned somebody's name to me where he said that the person is not sensitive. It means that he has tried several times in his way as God, as a spirit, to minister to the person. But the person is so dull that they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't acknowledge, they can't pick up that God is speaking to me. And if you are like that, you let, let's look at our society. Our society is predominantly uh, the way it is because of the lack of fathers. A child who grows up with a father is very different from a child who doesn't grow up with a father. We know it. We know it. You can, you can have the nicest haircut. You can have the, the biggest muscles. Yet, if you grow up without a father... You are handicapped. And if you understand it as a man, if grown up without a father, you should really take your pastor as a very, very serious person in your life. Because that is exactly what is happening in the church and in the Christian world. That we are growing up in the church world without the presence of God, our father. It's worse. Because the issues in life, the problems in this world, in this world, look at Putin. Look at somebody called, he says he's called Putin. For those of you who are following current affairs, he just decides that he's, he's threatened by the expansion of NATO. And that NATO is coming to Ukraine, which is just his, 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 his wall, his, his, his neighbor, that he will not allow it. So his reaction is to take Ukraine on and just kill people. I mean, oh, it, it's crazy. Crazy. And even in our own life, we may not be putting or we may not be living in Ukraine, but we're living in a world, we're living in an environment where we don't enjoy the best of things. He says that if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Why yet we say people are racial. You think it's race? 
It's a lack of the, of, of the presence that, 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 that we have. The lack of acknowledging and knowing the presence. Because if you can't acknowledge and can't see and experience the presence, you cannot be directed though. It's the presence that makes the difference. That's what Moses says. I will not make a step without it. But we wake up in the morning, no quiet time, no Bible reading, no presence, nothing. And we go out. And we come in. And we go out. And we come in. And we go out. And we come in. One of the things that I've said all over, I mean, for, 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 for a long time, I've, I've been saying this. I said, as a woman, one of the things you should do is you should pray about your marriage. As a man, you should pray about your marriage. But we live in a society where we are like funeral parlors. Liking is how it works. I like you, you like me. So that's it. And if I like somebody, nobody can tell me nothing. <laughs> so your life is, is, is a fraction of what God wants your life to be. Because you are numb to his presence. You are not open to his presence. And therefore you lack guidance and you lack leading. Aura. Aura. It's a subtle, pervasive atmosphere. Seen as emanating, coming from a person, somebody like God. Are you with me? The Bible says in Revelation chapter 22, verse 1. Let's go back to, let's go to Genesis 3. Let's, before we go to Genesis 3. And they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden. The voice is walking. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> the voice is walking. It's like they could feel that there's a presence coming, approaching. And yet they had not seen God. And that was so strong that it made them hide. Yeah, God is coming. And we know we have done something wrong. <laughs> it's like if you do something wrong in the house, I said that. And said, so your mother says, you when daddy that comes, I'll tell him. Oh, you see daddy driving and coming. You already get afraid. Is it? <laughs> He said, oh, Lord, he's the man is here. <laughs> if you have not even seen him, but since you hear his car, it is able to make you hide. The presence of God is part, the aura is part of the presence of God. So these three nights, some of you are going to feel his presence without even seeing him. Yeah. You're going to feel his presence. Because demons also do the same thing. Demons also, you can feel demons. Yeah, they are devils. You can feel devils. Yeah. Once your, your left eye, oh, that's what. <laughs> jump, jump three times. You know there's a demon around. The aura is a 
setting atmosphere that is created because God is around. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes, unfortunately, little children can see and can experience the presence than older people. Unfortunately. They can sense it. They can sense it. And it can be so strong. Revelation chapter 22. <laughs> the Bible says, And it showed me a pure river of, uh, a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river, was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded their fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it. And his servants shall serve him, and they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads. And there shall be no night there. There shall be no night there. And they need no candle. Neither light of the sun. For the Lord God gives them light. And they shall reign forever and ever. The aura gives light. Have you realized that people who enter into the presence of the Lord. If they are blind they can still see. Or when you dream or you have a vision and you are asleep. You still see. Because the presence, the aura is so clear. That there's no darkness where his presence is at. That the light is an indicator of the presence of God. That's what the Bible says. There shall be no night there. Because once God is there, there will be light. The Bible said, he's like, in him there's no darkness at all. They need no candle. Can, can you imagine that, that God is around and you have to go and find a candle and light it and go and look for God. I'm looking for God in the dark. No, 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 no. There's a certain aura. There's an aura that comes from his presence that makes everything okay. That is the same thing David spoke about, like I said earlier. That here though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, there's a certain fear that I can't that can't come over me because, because I, I, I can feel the aura. I can feel the emanating presence. Like the atmosphere is different. And, and, and that's what that's what people do in horror movies. I think I've said it before. When they, 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 they create movies and they create these horror scenes. And you see somebody with blood running through his nose or something in the face with a spear, with a, a gun, going to look for somebody to kill. They play music. They create, they make the place dark. And they play some, some instrumental music. And when you're watching the movie, you are afraid, even though you're not in the movie. <laughs> and it, is, it can be so strong that the, the next day, if there's darkness, you are going out, you can walk with that aura. <laughs> You're looking behind you. 
unfortunately, unfortunately for us, we are not able to translate that into God and his presence. The last I'm walking through this darkness, I, I know I have a feel that he's with me. There's a tangible presence. I, I can't tell you that it is here or there, but I, I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. And it is one of the very important aspects of God when he is present. So if this is God's house and he's here, you should have felt him by now that he's around. If not, it means you are not conversant. You are not familiar with the presence of God. It's not the breeze that is blowing on. There's a breeze that will blow around you that is not coming from outside. It will let you know that there's something around you. <laughs> the same thing, bad things create when people die. And you live with them and you go to the house alone and there's nobody there. That's why they don't put shoes on people who die. Because we, we believe in so many bad things and not the good things. So many bad and wrong things are believed so strong. And yet the good thing that has been given to us through salvation, we hardly believe in it. That, that, it's, it's so amazing. You see, it is, that is what even makes people get up during the service and go to the washroom. They take their phone and they respond to a phone call. It's because, you see, they're, they're almost the zombie that is around. They can't feel the zombie. But if it was the other way, you, let me tell you, you can't go and visit the Obia woman and when she's talking to you and doing her things, you take your phone and say, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I'm going to call you back. I did by the Obia woman. I did by the Obia woman. <laughs> Let me tell you, the whole magic she did for you will spoil. She will say, because of the phone call, everything is fine. Must bring another something. You pay a price for, the, for picking up the phone. You say pay again. Bring another set of money. You want to go to Obia woman, you try it, let's see. Those of you go to Obia people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When you sit down, they say, sit down. If you a check, they don't give you something. They make you sit on the floor. Take off your shoes. Put your phone somewhere. And then your phone begins to ring. They say, Obi woman, please, I want to pick my phone. Hey, he'll, say, he'll tell you that the, God, the, the, the gods are not happy with you. The gods are happy. Once upon a time, my dad used to take us to some what we call the white garment church. The, 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 the leader was a woman. <laughs> and she wears a long white dress. The elders also wear a long white dress. And she would bless water and they would buy the water. We call it holy water. So every time we go to church, we are coming back, we come with water, bottles of water. To drink at home because there's an aura inside holy water 
Then even the food, there was a particular kind of food that we as kids, we, we used to laugh a lot. The, the Ubiya woman used to sell it. I'll call it Ubiya woman. Yeah. One day my father went to see her, you know, one-on-one -on -one consultation. And when my dad went to see her, my dad heard somebody coughing. <coughs> so he was surprised. <laughs> because it's just himself and, and this so-called woman of God. So my dad asked, hey, somebody's coughing. The woman said, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's my baku. It's my baku. That's, we, we, we left the church from that, that day we left the church. We didn't, my father didn't take us back to the church again. Yeah. It was Baku that was giving her all the things that she, she, she yeah, 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 woman of God with the Baku inside the house. <laughs> my father didn't take us back to the church again. And we used to miss it because of the food that we used to eat in the church. <laughs> Oh, you're a child. You don't know nothing about Obia and things. Every church is a church. But those things, we take them so serious. We take them so serious. Adam and Eve were in the garden. They smelled God. In the coolness of the day, they smelled. They said, hey, he's coming. He's coming. Charlie, he, we... We can't let him come and see. He's coming. So if you look at it, let's go back to Genesis chapter 3. That, that, that scripture is very interesting. 3 and 8. It says, And Adam and his, and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. Verse 9 says what? Verse 9 says, And God, when God finally approached the house, he realized that they were not around. They had smelled him before he got to the house. If you are following what I'm talking about, I'm trying to explain what constitutes the, the presence of somebody. We are very limited and sometimes oh, the only thing we, we know is that once I see him face to face, then he's here. It's not like that with God. It's not, a, it's not a face to face encounter. It is because he's a spirit. In the atmosphere, there's, there's some, there's some, Lizzo, I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. There's something that makes you, that is even what makes sometimes you acknowledge a man of God or a pastor and you love him and you admire him and you respect him. Some people don't understand because to you, there's something, there's something about him. Yeah, there's something he gets that, that you can feel or you can, you can testify to it. And, and people don't feel it. People don't understand it. So they, they don't understand why you are so much into this church and so much into that pastor. When they don't see anything and it's like you can see and can feel something. That is what I'm talking about. It is called aura and it is of somebody's presence. So if the person is not even there physically, he's there. By that aura. Isaiah, are you following? Are you sure you're following this uh, uh, 
religious studies I'm teaching. <laughs> Little children, I'm trying to see if I can break it down further. I'm saying that, thank you, Isaiah. When somebody, somebody's presence is not just his physical presence, it's the feeling of the person, even though he's not there. That's how sometimes when you are in love, you wear your man's dress. Yeah. Like a man's shirt. Because when you put on the shirt, you feel he. <laughs> Andreska, you feel his aura. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You wear his boxer shorts. You wear his t shirt. You wear his pants. Yeah, socks. You sleep with his socks. Solo, 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 solo. You see? <laughs> it won't smell. It's like, it's like you, 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 you even want to sleep with a dress. Because even though he's not there, the dress, huh? <laughs> Even though he's not there, the dress stands for him. His presence. Yeah. That's why people carry people's photos, people's pictures. The wallet. Isn't it? People's picture. A key ring. A, 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 a DP. Yeah, screen saver. A, a wallpaper. <laughs> it, is, it is, the person is not physically there, but the wallpaper creates a setting aura. So that's what I'm talking about. That it creates a something that is almost the same as the person being there. A wife told me the other day, it's after I prayed for her that she got pregnant. She says, Bishop, I was sleeping on the bed. My husband was in the living room watching TV. And I fall asleep. And then our bedroom door opens. Then between sleep and wake, I see my husband coming through the door. But I knew that it wasn't him. I know he was there watching TV. I said, it has happened to me a few times. And, and the, the presence comes to lie on the bed with me. Yeah. And that person found it. It was so difficult for the person to conceive. And the person was walking in the church with that secret. The day she, the person spoke to me about it, I prayed with her once, twice. And I think a few months later, the person got pregnant. It's, there's a devil trying to impersonate the aura of your husband. Because they even know that a little bit of him is special to you. And that's what, that's what God is teaching us this time, that if only you can smell and sense just a little bit of him, he will be good to you. He will guide you. He will lead you. Your life will be a little different because this, this dull, this, this, this naked, this, this without the presence of God, life will live. It's, we are going to struggle. So he wants you to know that you can't see him physically, but if you can get his shirt to wear, that is also part of him. 
when God was leading the Israelites in a pillar of fire, it wasn't God himself. It was, it was something that the, the, the was to them, and it was, it, was, it was to them God. Yeah. Because it, 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 it did something for them. It was, that's what, even if, if you understand it, it, it is very close to having an idol. Because the, the thing is not him, but it represents him. And so without seeing him, having the thing is enough. That's how we keep pictures. Photos. Because it gives us a certain assurance that me and he they're good, 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 good. <laughs> yeah. I, I know him. He, he is for me. I have his presence. You can see the power of a picture. I, I just scrolled through Instagram today. And I didn't even know that um, Kanye West and his, his wife, uh, 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 Kardashian, they, are, they, they have problems. They are not together or something like that. I didn't know. Uh, those who are, who are current. Yeah. They're done, right? And there's a, a comedian who is with uh, Kim Kardashian and who is, I think there's some little rowing. They're throwing hints at each other. So the comedian, there's a, a picture of the comedian lying in, in, in the girl's bed on social media and try, he's sending that to, to Kanye West. <laughs> no, it's, it's so serious because the guy can see the bed that the guy is lying on. And he said that this bed I know. It is equal to going inside the place that I used to go inside. It's equivalent. Just lying on his ex-wife's bed alone. So, so the guy is telling Kanye West that it's okay to mental health is a good thing to, 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 to expose yourself to because it, it helps. It's like he's trying to tell Kanye that you see, now you're going mad because of what you are, you are seeing. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have a man, because you have a man, huh? If you see a red girl go by a wild raven and take a selfie and then an image of something around his house comes in and he's on Facebook and says, oh, I had a very wonderful night last night. And then you peep and you see something in the picture and say, mm, that's Ray House. Problems already. <laughs> Wild Pinky will rise up that day. Wild Pinky. <laughs> yeah. Because there's just something about your husband's house. Something about where your husband dwells that somebody is connecting themselves to. That to you is not a joke at all. Unless you don't love your husband. I remember there's a picture. I've forgotten who the person is. I think they were shaking hands. That's the sh you were shaking hands like that. The photographer took the picture. And I think he pushed the, the faces a little close and said, Look at the people there. 
there's some celebrities. A picture speaks what it says. A thousand words they say. A wife told me the other day, I was going home, and as I was driving over the bridge, my car went off the bridge into the trench. Then I said, Bishop, something's wrong in my house. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie, people believe in things, oh. And truly, truly, when she went upstairs and all that, he found a used condom wrapped somewhere. You should come and see the confusion in the house that night. Natasha, God forbid if you go and see a wrapped condom in the house when you go home. <laughs> you, know, you know that you say, I am from West Ramveld. Do you know who is me? You know who is me? I'm from the scheme. I'm from the, you know who is me? I am Maroma. and the proof of something you can identify. God is saying that he also, he has that same thing that is beneficial to you and I. And if you can acknowledge that, if you can acknowledge that, it will do some good things and some nice things for you. Hallelujah. And that's the journey that we're going to be on these three nights. That which will make you so convinced that, nah, this one is God. Not your left eye jumping three times. But there's something about, when, 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 the, when I came into the convention, when Bishop was preaching, there was a point he said something and I, I felt, I felt you, you should be able to have those moments. I remember when Mr. Malaika said, where's my bag? If you are at that camp. There's a moment. I was receiving offerings. He said, where's my bag? Where's my red bag? Where's my... When people were just coming to drop in $20, drop in $100, she was, as she was in front, stuck in front at the altar, asking for her bag. I want my bag. Yeah, that's what I said. I want my bag. I want my bag. And when the bag came, she emptied the bag of money into the offering. You see, you see because, because we give offering, for example, in a way that there's no God around it. If we can really feel the presence of God through the aura, you see that what you give to him, what you offer to him, it will be more honorable and more precious. That's the difference between Abel and King's offerings. Abel gave the offering with a certain awareness of God. King didn't do that. Yes. When you are spiritual, you sense where God is at. There are some places you will not do certain things. 
you will not you, because because <laughs> there's, there's an awareness that comes upon you when you go to certain places. Jacob experienced God at a particular place. He, he marked the place. He put a stone right there. He said, this place is called the Lord's house. This is Bethel. And it's like, this spot, that's what I'm saying that it is a little close to even having an idol. Because that place now is a place that wherever he's going, if he comes and he sees the stone, he says, hey, Charlie, Charlie, this place, Charlie, this place, that's how we even go to Jerusalem. We go to Israel. We go for a trip to Jerusalem, the pilgrimage, because when you go to Israel, it's like Jesus is still around. It's an aura. It's something that kind of brings out the presence of God. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is God himself. You don't have to see him first. It is almost impossible to see him with your naked eyes. You will melt. You will melt if you see God with your naked eyes. You will melt. You will cease to exist. And so, he, he has a way of, watch it. He has a way of, he has a way of allowing us to experience a little of him. And the first one is what you call aura. It's a smell. I remember preaching in Samaria and then going close to sisters as she's sitting down there. I probably don't want to go. I mean, just to, to, to help you understand, I will go. She said, when I go when, when I come around her, she can't handle it. Because there's a presence. a presence. It is called aura. It's like God. You know what God told me, Raphael? God said that this Ghana trip, this give thyself away, I should extend it. I should open it up. He's choosing 10 pastors from this country to go and give them what is on that with meals. Choosing 10 pastors. So at least I know that if nobody will go, there are some 10 people who will go. He says, They need what is on you. I want you to take them to Ghana so that they will get what is upon dark with meals before they return. All right. Yeah. So this should let you know that when you see me, I should be like an idol to you. <laughs> Sweetie. Sadaman? Hmm, I frighten him bad. <laughs> yeah, because he's not just a normal person who just comes. There's something. God is just showing you what I'm talking about. I remember listening to Derek Prince. And he says he was teaching about the Holy Spirit. I okay, <laughs> all is well. Okay, don't worry. Derek Prince was teaching about the Holy Spirit, 
and he said as he was teaching the the students were he was in a school he was like a head teacher at that time the students were looking so attentively at him and so he thought wow he's gotten the attention of the students you know normally when you're teaching students you know people are this them it was not until after the teaching session that he said that they told him that whilst he was talking about the Holy Spirit, there was a white dove on stage that he, he wasn't aware of. But the students became aware of. That, that tells you and that shows you the aura. A part of God's representation in the service. That's, 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 if you feel it, that's what you're feeling. If you feel it. Bow down your hands. Yes, Lord. We believe you have been blessed by the powerful teaching of God's Word. For booking and more information on the ministry of Bishop Collins, please call us on 592-225-6760 or email us at shepherdhousegy at gmail.com. You can also log on to www.shepherdhouseinternational.org. God richly bless you.